0: What's yeah, those plain Well, yeah. so, so I'm, gonna eat, I'm gonna eat the crow. Eye. Questionable to return, bull. Ooh, that one's ooh, coming ooh, someday. Ooh, ooh. Welcome to the Questionable to Return podcast, where three lifelong friends discuss Wisconsin sports and more. Ooh, yeah. So I'm, I'm technically second shooter. I'm really just a pack meal. I carry around equipment and I get things that she asks me to. I won't torture feet anymore, or I will feel my pain. Now here's your hosts, Andy, Mike. And
1: Pete, I would assume
2: you would just be gone, and you'd have the probable to return podcast. Chris <laughs> <laughs> Ireland is your co-host.
0: Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the questionable to return podcast. As always, I'm Andy, joined with my friends Mike, Hi, everyone, and Pete. Hi. Wow, that was really welcoming.
1: It's after the Packers. taking yes. that
0: Packers loss pretty hard, huh? Yeah, they used a lot of timeouts, so I'm not very happy. A lot of timeouts, lack of checkdowns. It's a good show. Anyway, we're gonna get into that. We got some news. We'll get through the news, some NFL and Packers talk, NBA and Bucks talk. We've got a quick fantasy draft. We're gonna try it with you guys today. But first, as always, let's correct ourselves.
1: Yeah, let's correct ourselves. So uh, right off the bat, in last in the last show. Andy uh, mentioned that we have NBA and Packer news coming, but we will also talk about NBA and Bucks. I think you meant NFL and Packers.
0: Pretty sure I did. Yep, Yeah. definitely. Another
1: correction, Mike, you said podcast bowl. I are just you, have to bring that up again. Are you going to win
0: that?
2: What? What's it supposed to be? Pinchy bowl? I don't know. Maybe. Oh, we'll, those are different words, podcast and pinchy. Yeah, podcast, podcast and pinchy. You're a winner of them both.
1: Okay, another one that was corrected during the show was uh, Breeze's age. Andy was way wrong. I'm living in a time machine where it is 2016. I have to
2: say, this corrections department is brutal. Even the littlest of things ends yeah. up in here. There's n- nothing gets by. Yeah, zero forgiveness. And I think that's it, right? Oh, no. Uh, no.
1: Oh, no, there's more? Oh, okay, I had a couple. Uh, Patrick is the backup center. Uh, Hunter Bradley is a long snapper. Good. Good. Get it right. We should have known yeah. that. He was a great draft pick. Seventh round, right? Yeah. Nice. Okay, I fumbled my words about fumbles that the Dolphins didn't fumble, but they fumbled the game metaphorically wise. But they also fumbled, so they metaphorically fumbled. That is fumbled. that.
0: I have to stop. That was well done, Pete. You like that? That was, was a, a good tongue twister. twister and a good vocal like exercise, and you nailed it. Yeah, I've been watching Anchorman, so I crushed got this it. Now. So they did metaphorically
2: fumble, but they also fumbled fumbled for literally Literally. Okay, so fumbled. both yeah. literal yeah, and fumbled it machine. over fumbles, 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 over got it. all
1: that kind of stuff. Okay, last one I have is uh Andy's uh group he kept bragging about, his 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 other group of friends. I don't know. I don't know who these guys are. But
0: uh yeah, he has another group of group. friends,
1: I guess. And uh they didn't they didn't go to the Seahawks game.
0: They did not go to the Seahawks game. They didn't enjoy the the sweet city of Seattle. Well, they couldn't commit to it, which is probably why they lost. So, thank, so thank you guys. I think just thinking
1: about going to Seattle
2: <laughs> brought the bad juju of our group. Oh, it was bad. To this game.
1: Well, maybe if they would have gone, the Packers would have won. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe they're the good luck guys and we're the bad luck guys. We'll have to sort all this out yeah. in the off season. We'll figure this out. Yeah. We'll let you know in a future episode. That's all my corrections. Quick and quick and easy, right? Painless. Not too bad. Good job, guys.
0: Proud oh, of you. Thanks. Okay. We do our best to do as bad as we can. So on the news, um, our favorite... Brewer outfielder Christian Yelich brought home an NL MVP today. So congrats to him. He had a heck of a season. I had a couple of things I actually looked up on the season just to kind of recap how great of a season he actually had. So baseball has a, a, a really crazy statistic. It's a good way to assess any hitter. Let me know if you guys have ever heard of it. It's uh the weighted runs created plus metric. You guys ever heard of that? Say that again? The weighted runs created plus metric statistic It's amazing
2: i've tried to do deep dives on saber metrics for fantasy and i i can't keep all that stuff straight so
0: what makes it kind of interesting over um some other metrics um is it actually takes into account external factors as for example like the ballpark they're playing in um and also takes into account an average based on the era of which the players played in so they kind of started that statistic in 2002 so if you get 100, for example, that's the average. And then anything over that, you're above average. So if you get 150, that means you're um, 50% above the league average. So it was a good metric to kind of show um, run production from a major league baseball player. Nice. So what's kind of interesting about that stat is the highest so far is Yasiel Puig in 2014 had a had a 148. So 150 has never been done. What do you guys think that our,
2: our boy Yelich had? Well, based on that setup, I'm assuming he must have blown by it. Is it 170?
0: Close. Uh, 160 is my guess. Even closer. 166. Wow. So, Yelich crushed that this year. Just absolutely crushed that metric. And that's pretty amazing coming from a ground ball hitter for the most part. I mean, it was kind of great to see him, especially this year. He really... Kind of converted. He was still a ground ball hitter, but he really kind of changed his approach at the plate, much more patient. Does Um, that mean
2: he was sixty six percent above what an average player in this era should be doing? Correct.
0: And that metric, so from the weighted average, I mean, he he was that that production. He's sixty percent, sixty six percent higher than the average player. He's almost, almost double.
2: His second half was absolutely crazy, but even like that final week, he had some stretches where it felt like all he did was walk and hit home runs.
1: Yeah, definitely. You said he, I remember we were watching the games and you said he was basically Barry Bonds. Yeah, it felt like Barry Bonds from back during those MVP
2: seasons where it was, he'd get like one pitch to hit and he'd hit a home run and then they'd just pitch around him the rest
1: of the game. So, what did he hit in that second half? Was it like 370? It was crazy. It yeah. was insane what he hit.
0: Yeah, you yeah. ended the first half at batting like 292 and then um, finished the second half batting 367, That's which is amazing. Insane. That's yeah, amazing Yeah, because he was,
1: he was a borderline
2: all-star. He made the team, and then he hit that home run in the all-star game, and it's kind of like he just took off from right, there. Right. Yeah,
1: definitely. But it's amazing how he had, uh, what, 29 of 30 votes only? Like, yeah. Why wasn't he unanimous? First place vote. There's always got to be one troll. There's always one troll. And it's DeGrom of all players. Like you think it would have been Baez or somebody else, but DeGrom, really? That's probably a New York guy. Yeah. Yeah,
0: So to to wrap it up, he had a career high in OBP and had a career high in 22 steals. He's only one one of four players to hit 30 home runs and 20 stolen bases. And career high in batting average, 326. And career high in RBIs at 111. So good year. Congratulations to him. Proud of you.
1: I miss you, Brinson.
2: (laughs) Not (laughs) at all. Nice little feather in the Brewer's cap. Never would have guessed they'd have an MVP on the team this season, before the season.
1: No, no, not at all. I mean, you knew Yelich was going to be a special player possibly, but right away off the bat, I mean, it looks like he's going to be
0: a stud for a long time. Yeah, Yeah, so it's going to be exciting. But glad to see it because we had a little bit of disappointment. Uh, Another news, Braves manager Brian Snicker wins NL Manager of the Year and not Council. Council finishes second.
2: Now, I actually think that this might tie into Yelich because the biggest reason we had such a great season seems to be Kane and Yelich went they one and two in war in the National League. Mm -hmm. So I feel like everyone's giving
1: more credit to Stearns than to Council. Yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, preseason wise, the Brewers were picked third, but still to have a pretty good record. And uh, preseason wise, the Braves were decided to be, I think, third, but under 500. And what yeah. they did to win that division, and granted, that division right. was kind of down probably, but what the Brewers did, I thought was pretty amazing. But yeah, it you was. could probably probably chalk it up to getting yelich and those moves that he if, made to get Kane. if you too. ask most most fans too
2: they'd probably what was more important they'd all say well stern's adding those players so, so
0: when does gm of the year get voted it's, it's next couple of days isn't it i believe so yeah so we'll i think the w- they have like a week full of awards uh, pretty much yeah so we'll see how that goes so council second in voting number one in our hearts still our favorite manager so moving on with that um Fans, I'm a fan, but I think we're all big fans of Stan Lee. He passed away this week, so shout out to him. What's your guys' favorite Marvel character?
1: I have to go with, I mean, there's a lot of them that I like. I love the Guardians. I love all those guys. I love, Um, I'm not really a Spider-Man fan, as that's probably his claim to fame. And Spider-Man's probably the number one on everybody's
2: list. How dare you?
1: Yeah, but I am not a comic book guy, so... But I'm, I like all the Marvel movies. But my, my one would have to be um, probably Doctor Strange. That's probably... Yeah, I, I really a love that movie. Choice, yeah, So I like That's the time going. the time shift in that movie. The, the graphics in that movie are pretty fantastic. Yes, so character-wise, really I, I really do like that that character arc.
2: Well, I love Spider-Man. I was Spider-Man for Halloween in college one year. It was one of the most fun Halloweens I've ever had. If you go back to my third-grade bedroom... It was just nothing but X-Men stuff. So as much as I love Spider-Man, I think because I was such an X-Men fan as a kid, I'd have to say Wolverine.
0: Yeah, Wolverine's pretty solid. Good choice. And mine, um, I'm kind of with beat. I wasn't an overly big um, comic book fan. I didn't really read a whole lot of comic books as a kid. Um, I was much more of a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle guy. Um, but I did watch some X-Men um cartoons on the weekends, but for a favorite character I have to go with Iron Man. Um I think really the movies yeah. and Robert Downey Jr playing that that character. Um I have on my work laptop. I have a Iron Man like glowing. Nice. Glowing thing that for the Apple so that's definitely my favorite. It also is my my son's favorite. He's a big Iron Man fan. Yeah, I
1: think one thing we're all going to miss is his uh little cameo in all in every the movies, movie. and it, yeah. they were always, like, even my wife, who who is not really a comic book or a superhero type of movie person, she loved watching to see just that, so.
2: He even showed up in the uh, Spider-Man game for PS4. He did. As, as not himself, yeah, as awesome. just a little cameo. Awesome, just, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> they're, they're pretty so, great. So he, had to, so he had to die happy knowing that his Marvel Studios, his last feather in his cap, is destroying the DC comic studio, so he can... Rest in peace knowing that he he built a pretty big empire with that. Definitely. Team Marvel all the way. (laughs) For sure. Um, And a little bit... Speaking of comics, the the Mexico City uh, game with the Rams versus Chiefs, what a debacle that was. Uh, Players said they weren't going to play due to field conditions. Yeah. (laughs) Threatened to sit out, so they moved the game from Mexico City, Mexico, to back to L.A. So... That's kind of funny. Yeah, uh, it goes okay. back to a normal home game then for
2: the Rams. But, yeah, did you see how bad that field was? The, the players really just forced their hand. They said, we're not playing. <laughs> like, you got to move this game. There's oh, no way we're playing on it. How
1: did they mess that up, though? They replaced fields halfway through the season in the NFL all the time. Like, oh. how did Mexico mess that up?
0: So, I think, well, didn't they have a Shakira concert? kind of started off. They kind of ruined the field. Then they had some rain. There's some a lot issues. of issues. Yeah, and – yeah, but there's know. always rain in the
1: NFL. Like, I don't know, I guess. I, I don't know, but
0: you, you go to even those London games and you see some of those fields, like the soccer like, uh, arenas, and it seems like the field's a little bit messed up. Um, but they still get it in shape enough to play. I, I'm kind of surprised that yeah. Mexico couldn't get it, get it together in time. But
1: I'm sure the United States loves having this game in their home turf, though.
0: It's kind of funny to hear the news coming out of L.A. how they're scrambling, they're offering tickets up to season ticket holders and, and whatnot. I think what's going to be funny is Kansas City travels really well, so I think it's going to be a stadium full oh, of yeah. Kansas City fans. should well, be a heck it, of
2: a game. It's it's kind of fitting, I think, to put it back in the U.S., just because it's, this is like the game of the regular season. Right. Everyone's saying Super, Super bowl, bowl preview, preview and yeah. like, like it ends up being a game overseas. But, yeah,
1: you definitely go back to how the Chiefs travel. You looked at what the Packers did right. on an off year. The Chiefs, that's all good. That. It's going right. to be all red in there. That stadium
0: might be like half or all more, more Chiefs that. fans. yeah. Because yeah. yeah. they're offering discount tickets coming back to the Coliseum, so it'll be it'll be fun to watch. So it's like, was it Monday night? Yep, Monday so night. So it'll be yeah. interesting to watch Monday night. Um, and last but not least, um, Badgers basketball, they won over Xavier. Uh, Hap had another good game, 30 points, 13 rebounds.
2: Yeah, Hap, Hap kept it up where it might be that just everything runs through Hap. He'll lead the team in every statistical category, and let's just hope that they get enough from other guys to get back in the tournament.
0: Right. Yeah. So that's, so that's all from news. What do, Mike, what do we got from uh, comments and emails?
2: Yeah, let's move over to the mail. We got a question during the Packers game that I just want to mention quickly. It's from Sam. He says, like the show, if you could pick one Wisconsin sports athlete to keep in his prime forever, who would it be? Mine would be Paul Molitor for the Brewers. Can't wait to hear what you have to say. So since we got this last second, <laughs> rather late. we want to give this some thought. So we're just going to tease this yeah, and take... Take a few days. We'll answer this one on Sunday, but I do yeah. think that's an interesting question. Yeah, I like
0: that question a lot. One one brilliant question. I i feel bad that it was it came in a little bit late, so we didn't have time to really we wanna we wanna make sure we do our due diligence and, and think it through and right. our picks.
2: I had a few names pop into mind, but I wanna give it a little more thought before so, I So thank but,
0: you for the support, Sam.
2: We also had Pete's wife Kelly. Hmm. She wrote in. She had a request. It was Kill the Yoda voice. Kill the Yoda voice? Yes. Request denied. Pete denied. being on the Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> Request denied, you say? <laughs> that, He's back. That's just for you, Kelly. QTR for life.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> just wait till we get to Star Wars Day. Oh, well, man. We might have lost going to have to do that the whole show, <laughs> even if it kills his throat. Take over <laughs> peace?
0: I must. <laughs> we might have lost a listener. Yeah, probably.
2: It's okay. We also had Mike write in. And this is you a Mike. In? Not me, but a Mike who was also on the Cleveland road trip with yeah. Pinchy. Oh, it's been a while, Mike. Miss you. Yeah. And he just wanted to say uh, a little bit late, but happy to hear the tale of Pinchy still uh, lives on in the hearts and minds <laughs> of all involved. <laughs> The drunken effort to save Little Pinchy from a delicious (laughs) butter-soaked death, Mm. although poorly planned and Mm. implemented, was definitely a highlight of that entire trip. And it really was. And he included a quote in this. He says, Because the greatest part of a road trip isn't arriving at your final destination, it's all the wild stuff that happens along the way. And that's from Abraham Lincoln said that. Whoa, that's pretty deep. That is deep. That's deep. I don't I know if we can handle that many, on this podcast. I wonder how many road trips that <laughs> are <familiar laughs> on. <going with, laughs> is that the last line of the Gettysburg Address? It might be.
1: I'll I don't know. To, I wasn't there. We'll have to check that for corrections. <laughs> we'll have to ask Yoda. What do you think? Maybe it was. He says, keep okay, up the good work <laughs> and
2: insightful sports commentary, gentlemen. So Good to hear from Mike, one of our one of our road trip regulars yes. back in the day. Hope you're doing well, bud. And then we have one more final mailbag question from Buckets. Now, I don't know who this is for sure, but there has been rumors that there's a a legend of pickup basketball games named Buckets. Hmm. I think he's from the Fox Valley area, maybe from Oshkosh. Maybe. I think this could be that same pickup basketball legend. He even tried out for the herd or almost made the herd. Almost. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh. Wow, this is it's a big deal getting him to write in. Does
0: almost mean like he didn't step foot in the gym?
2: Uh that might be. Maybe. It might it might be by almost made the herd is he thought about trying out but <laughs> fell asleep.
0: <laughs> hey, been
2: there. But he wants to know Buck's best or worst move slash signing slash release. Debating this myself and wondering your thoughts. Biggest impact Buck's signing or lack of a signing or release had at this point in the season other than Coach Bud. So he's talking about any of the free agents the Bucks brought in or guys we decided not to keep because he says not signing Jabari, in my opinion, had the biggest impact and is paying dividends thus far. So what do you guys think?
1: Um, I really think it goes down to the signings we had in the offseason. I really believe that what Lopez I mean we all seen what Lopez has, has done with the 3 ball but one big guy to me is bringing back Ilya Sova. He draws the most offensive fouls in the NBA. He ranks he ranks one nearly every year. Uh, last year he ranked third drawing offensive fouls. What he does on the boards too, those tip-ins, I just love. His energy is always there. And I think another one is DiVincenzo too. So I think almost just their total offseason as a whole has been huge, but what, I think the biggest one for me is probably Ersan and his energy on defense and and with uh, drawing the offensive fouls and stuff like that. So, so you say Ursan yeah. over Lopez? I think Ersan, right now for me, Ursan over Lopez. I mean, Lopez will have those games that he disappears, and you have games that you, like the last game against Memphis, Memphis they needed Maker, more athleticism against Casal. So... I mean, I I just feel like Ursan's going to be there all year. He's going to be a constant on this team defensively, on the boards, and hitting those threes when we need them. Also,
2: Erz, big thing with Urson, he plays a little uh, small ball five when we want to go yeah, with a smaller. Definitely,
1: lineup. I like that a lot. That that is a big thing that this year that's helping him
2: because I, there were talk a lot of talk last year of Giannis should be the small ball five and the rim protector but i don't know he's like that just because i don't want him to get too beat up trying to guard like some of the bigger centers in the league i'd rather have yeah if you can find someone like a urson that can handle that role to stick him in there right
1: and you you kind of put Giannis not on that center and it gives him the opportunity to get a rebound over a guy that is shorter than him or is not as athletic so i think that is a good idea to have him at that small ball five
0: so we kind of stole a good one when it not not saying Jabari, especially kind of as we're seeing it play out in Chicago. But I think with mine, I'm going to be, I'm going to cheat a little bit because he also said he can't mention Coach Bud. He did say that. But I think it, I think it stems even from, I think it's a whole mind shift change with the Bucks. Um, I think it's interesting to, interesting thought idea that hey, why don't we play our best players all the time and not like Jason Kidd thought it was a good idea that we could only play Bledsoe or only play Brogdon. I think it's that whole mind shift change, um, even with the players, like the idea that they're they had the right pieces all along, which is kinda interesting around Giannis and the and the supporting cast and watching them play in a system, and that goes all the way down to like the ownership so the Lazarus group. I, I think what they've done with this Bucks team and franchise in general, transforming it from like the Herb Co led years to now the a more modern forward thinking franchise is really amazing. So I I'd actually almost go with that. I think that's led all the way down from top to bottom. So from the leadership down to the way the team doctor and training, all that stuff, to the staff, the support staff, is all, I think, paying huge dividends in what you're kind of seeing on the court this year. I guess along with that probably
2: comes the decision to let Jabari go because I I do agree with Buckets. That might have been the biggest move really because Jabari just seemed to never be able to be on the same team with Giannis. I think it just came down to Jabari has that alpha male mentality. Right. I mean, if you look at it, he's like an amazing Chicago high school basketball player who then goes to Duke and then gets picked number two after overall. He was expecting to go to a team and be like their best player.
0: And unfortunately with the health problems with like the two knees, I mean, nobody's yeah. going to really predict that, but you're not the number two, number one person in the league. I'm sorry. Take a yeah. back seat.
2: I know he didn't like, coming off the bench, even when he was back from the knee injury. And then, like, after a little time had gone by, he thought he should be in the starting lineup. And I think they just thought, this is Giannis's team now. He runs the show. You're kind of just, you know, a, a side piece. You're a guy to plug in off the bench. And letting him go, I know, I was worried that, you know, just letting an asset go in the NBA can be costly. Like, we had this guy... We drafted him number two overall, and now we're just going to let him walk for nothing. We decided to not even give him the restricted tag yeah. anymore. We just yep. decided you're you can go, just let him go. You yeah. can go. And I thought, oh, I hate to see a
1: guy leave for nothing, but it looks it, like it's, it's been fine. Yeah, he. I don't. I mean, watching him last year, like you guys kind of said, he he just didn't gel. He didn't gel when Giannis was in there, so you had to have him separate. And when they were separate, he really. Didn't really wall me. I mean, driving into the hoop sometimes, but I don't know. With those knee injuries, he just seemed yeah. to be slower than and yeah. not as dynamic as he was when he was a rookie in that, that other year. But, but yeah, I I just really think with this team, it's just what Splash Mountain is doing. <laughs> Splash Mountain, right? what a great name! That is awesome. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I think you look at this not team now. Not just for Disney anymore. Right. You look at this team now and, and Delvadova doesn't play. Maker doesn't play. Brown isn't with the herd now. Like him and team, guys, teammates, guys, yeah, herd, yeah. <laughs> guys who who put who put in a lot of minutes for this team last right. year, they're not even playing. But but, so, I think,
0: but I think what's even crazy is they they've bought into the system and the fact that they know their role and they're okay in their role yeah. and they're actually exciting to watch. I mean, and we'll get into a little bit with the Memphis game, but seeing Thon come off the bench to see him play defense like he did, like that was not a Thon from a year ago. And yeah. they seem to and do that. And then some of the surrounding players, like DiVincenzo, like you mentioned, and Connaughton, like all those guys are really, like they, they play really good in the roles that they have. And it's just, it's a fun team to watch. It is, definitely.
2: So sticking with the NBA, there was a big trade. We didn't talk about it last time, but Jimmy Butler is now in the East. Yikes. He's back. He's back in the East. Back again. The Wolves got... Covington, Sarich, and then throwing in Bayless, Justin Patton, and a 2022 <laughs> second-round pick. So the main thing is they got Covington and Sarich. Yeah. Is there anything fun else fun. they got thrown in
0: into that? A bag of nickels? I don't know. How about a 2050 second-round pick? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but that makes the Sixers pretty interesting. It uh, does. I mean, I I think it kind of hurts the Bucks a little bit. I mean... Jimmy Butler is known as a defensive player, and he can probably shut down Middleton now. So that puts you at okay, it's Giannis versus Embiid kind of thing. So you are gonna need your secondary guys to show up and uh, put and some good games in against the Sixers now. Simmons interesting,
0: definitely. They, they now have yeah. their third player.
1: Yeah, so I, I I think it does make them as much as I hate to say it. I think they they kind of shot above the Bucks, but well, I guess we'll see. He's only played one game, I believe, with them so far. As of tonight, which is Thursday, so, uh, well,
2: would you say that there's four teams in the top tier of the East now?
1: Yeah, definitely. It's yeah, Bucks, Celtics, Toronto, and uh, Sixers now.
0: Yeah, I think what's kind of interesting is if you take away Golden State from the West. So we thought West was such a big powerhouse going into right. the, going into the season. You take away Golden State, and Golden State's Golden State, but once you drop into that second, third, te- like the team in the West. It now makes the East seem a little bit more of a powerhouse because now you're getting into the Nuggets. I mean, Houston, I guess a little bit Utah. I think are okay out in the West, but now I think East is pretty a f- formidable conference now.
2: Yeah, the top of the East is pretty stacked, and the reason I was asking about the uh, if if there's four top tier teams in the East, that makes the playoffs very interesting. If if the top seeds all if those are the top four seeds right. and they all win out, that next round is brutal for playing any of them definitely and and that's where seeding and home court could be absolutely
1: huge yeah i think a team that the bucks wouldn't want to face are the sixers i think they match up very well against against the bucks where the bucks can exploit maybe the celtics and the and toronto a little bit better i mean granted we didn't see Kawhi versus Giannis, so we don't really know they didn't have van vliet that game too so there are a couple couple factors against Toronto we still need to see, but I really do feel like I don't want to play the Sixers, and I want to get hopefully they play somebody else. So right. that would be a team I want to see what they do with Butler because Butler's still a head case. He still wants the ball. How are they going to spread the ball around the three of those guys? It's almost like having a Parker where you got to figure out with these alpha males what are they going to do. Yeah. So with only one game under their under their belt, and they lost against Orlando – by the way in Orlando mm-hmm. but they are undefeated at home they're so we'll see we'll see how they gel together i guess it's probably going to take a good month to see what you're going to get from them but
0: yeah, yeah it's going to be interesting to see how that turns out i'm also interested to see cuz i mean Butler is got a player option for 2019 so it's really even a, a partial year rental almost yeah, i mean you could right. he could definitely resign with the sixers i think if they do well i think it's a good option for him to fall but i don't know it'd be be hard pressed. Like I think the Knicks have two max player option positions open. The Clippers will have two in the off season. I think Brooklyn's got opening two. LeBron. The Laker, Lakers. Lakers yeah. have one.
1: LeBron's waiting for a player to come over. He already said, "I'm." I know. I got to realize what kind of situation I'm in right now.
2: Right. He's waiting, so. and we've already seen guys like Paul George, yeah, off the market. So yeah, right.
0: I heard things like with Jimmy Butler that he didn't want to actually go. To play with LeBron so I don't know if that plays in a little bit to Kyrie Irving like yeah I mean that, he wants but. to be
1: that alpha guy I bet
2: he, he was always with Chicago he was clearly their best player and he is kind of a ball dominant guard for not being a point guard so that'll be interesting just how him and Simmons kind of share right you
0: know running the offense so moving on to the Bucks, uh they lose a tough one to Memphis 116 to 113 um, really struggled the first half, battled back really well in the third, um, had the lead for a while going into the fourth and just couldn't put it away. But what are you guys' thoughts on, on that game? I was all ready
2: to declare this their best win of oh the season God, yeah. if they pulled it off. Yeah, I know the Golden State win and even the Denver win, those are impressive. But they went into Golden State and they played fantastic and just blew them out, right. and that's impressive. But the one thing I am waiting to see with this Bucks team is I want to see them not play well and still find a way to win, and that's what this game right. felt like. They shot so poorly from three point, especially early on, and then you mentioned they were down fifteen, and then they just went on this crazy run. Right, with Pat Connaughton. Yeah, where does this guy good. come from?
0: I think it was coming out what out of, out of the third quarter, going to the fourth. We had that possession where he just like took it and. I think he almost surprised himself a little bit with how, yeah. how how hard he threw that down, and then they kind of stared him down, but he looked really good.
2: And then you had mentioned Thon earlier. He came up with a couple of nice
1: plays. He had a big block. He hit a
0: three-pointer.
2: Yeah. So like He yeah. was
1: a little bit of a spark. Yeah, they kind of needed that spark, though. I mean, you had you had guys go down like DiVincenzo. He had a knee issue. I'm not sure what his status is right now, but uh, the one thing that really bothered me was the refereeing. Yeah, that was. I mean, s- once that once they kind of brought it to my attention, I noticed that Memphis was getting a little bit pushy, and Giannis was getting he was he got fouled so many times going to the hoop. It was kind of frustrating, and I think Ilyasova at the end of the game had a, almost had a tip in, but he was definitely fouled yeah. by Gasol, and they didn't even call it. And then the whole Ily- Ilyasova at the end of the game holding. I don't even they never call that like. Right. That's kind of just a tic tacky And
0: not call to mention, at the, end of the game. So they don't so they call that one and then on the Bucks inbound literally happened to Budso coming in like the exact same so, play.
1: I think they said the guy was his second game ever referee. Yeah, that, so. Could
2: could definitely tell Yeah, I think it was his second game this season, and he might have done a few games last year. He's a new ref. He's the one, too, who tossed
1: uh, Budenholzer. And Budenholzer didn't even say anything. You could see him mouth. Like, what was that? Like, he wasn't, like,
0: yelling at him? Yeah, it almost looked like the ref didn't realize that Bud already called the timeout. Yeah, like right. I, I don't know if you just saw him walking on the court, so he's just like, "Oh, you're out." I mean, he was but yelling he, the whole
1: game at him, but still, I mean, he only said, "What was that?" He was just trying to figure out what kind of call that, it was. Like, that could yeah. be
2: our next meme: this coach Bud's face. His <laughs> yeah, reaction his face was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's
1: tossed. like
0: tearing up, blue eyes.
1: Yeah, but I mean, no, we can't give up. Give them any excuses. They should have. They were up eight in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Granted, Conley and yeah. Gasol really took over those games. Those two yeah. guys are pretty great, but Cause they really missed those four free throws late. Bledsoe yeah. missed the two, and he's been frustrated he missing free throws at, at key points. But even Middleton missed, missed the two. Missed two. But um, no excuses though. I mean, Middleton kind of kind of didn't show up at the end of the game too. He, so, so I think Splash Mountain came back to back to earth a little bit. A little bit, but I think they, they just had to, that's where you come back to, where you had to have Thon in there. Thon was more athletic. He was able to keep up with Gasol. Like, I don't get, maybe this is like an NBA thing and I just don't notice it as much, but I don't get why they drop why the center drops back so far on the, the two-man game. Mm-hmm. I hate it. Especially with Gasol, like, why would, Lopez was dropping so far and he couldn't right. catch up, so I think that's why they put Thon in there. I could see. I think it's happened a couple times this year where Lopez well, has had low minutes.
2: I think Thon came out pretty soon after he shot another three and airballed it, and I think it was after that he didn't really see much more action right. on the court. I yeah. don't know if that had anything to do with it. Maybe
1: Coach Bud has been pretty good at at just taking guys out just because you just make a dumb play. Yeah, it seems so. But yeah, I think they needed that spark too with with. They just needed something to happen because they weren't making shots and it was just kind of going bad and.
0: It just felt like a classic Memphis game. Like they slowed the game way down oh, in yeah. comparison to what the what the down. Bucks are used to.
1: Yeah, that's
2: Memphis's style. They they don't want to get caught up in all the modern NBA running gun, shoot a ton of they'll lose. Yeah, that's just that they don't have the players for it. Although Gasol was pretty lights out from three that game, but yeah, it. It worked. That's too. That's another thing that kind of goes to my point. Is I want to see the Bucks win when they don't play well. Right. I also want to see them win when the yeah. other team is executing their game plan of slowing things down. And they certainly had chances. Uh, I heard Gasol and Conley are now the longest running partnership in the NBA. That they've mm-hmm. been teammates longer than pretty interesting there. Yeah, crazy. than any good pull, Mike. Other two good guys and, that's a good one. You know. And both of them, yeah, had real nice games. So. I don't know going forward yeah. i I hope uh I hope the Bucks. can I think it's start- a good learning experience right yeah.
0: I mean, I think there's a lot of things that are correct I mean they were in it, so I mean they're at the, to the last second even when they were down almost by eight with like a two minutes to go, and they even cut it back down to get within two and then three at the very end.
1: But yeah, they showed it with the 5 minute. I think they had a 5 minute stretch in the 3rd and 4th quarter where they went on a 27 to 4 run and it was just like lightning. They came back in that game. They got up by 8 and then you could see the gas. Like it takes a lot of effort against a slow-paced team to come back. Yeah. So,
2: that's the thing when you go when you put on those big runs sometimes and right. you're kind of yeah.
1: Cuz it seemed like once Conantine came the, out like right. the energy just went flat.
0: I was hoping they'd actually pull it out for Bud. I mean, once he got tossed, I was hoping they'd rally yeah, around yeah, it and get it yeah. done. Cause even Darvin Ham looked like he was like a deer in headlights once he realized like, oh, I I can't finish <laughs> this out. But but yeah, they <laughs>
1: still they still beat them points in the paint. They scored 64 to 50. They they beat them there. They beat them on rebounds too. They beat them by they were up 10 on rebounds. Three-pointing was down, but they shot the same exact percentage as they shot against Golden State, 25.7. So the one thing that was a big thing in this game was pace. And the way they, that first quarter started, they did not hit any shots. Yes, but they scored 19 points only. It was it was brutal. The, f- the first half
2: especially was just slowed way down. I oh, mean, yeah. The score was like in the 40s when it was getting close
1: right. to halftime. And then what it came down to was defense and it getting stops, and, and they were just making their shots. They left Gasol wide open, and that's what happens against those kinds of teams. you got to stop them. Well, I know the Bucks you kind of think of them as a young team, but
2: they're really not that young. I mean, we added Ilyasova and Lopez. Those are veteran guys. And at this point, you know, Middleton, Bledsoe, they've been in the league for a while. Giannis is pretty young, but I guess what I worry about is just this team doesn't have a lot of experience winning or making playoff runs. Like, not a lot of guys on the roster have a whole lot of experience winning games or making playoff runs. Right, Ilioso was probably the closest. Yeah, and, like, even Coach Bud, he was an assistant with the Spurs for four titles, but then he only had, I think, like, five seasons with the Hawks. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, we're, they were the one seed his first year? Yeah, the one year they won 60 games, 60 games yeah. with, without having that great of a roster. Right. That's what got me so excited right.
1: about him becoming the Bucs coach. And it's it's been exciting. I mean, let's see what they do this next coming week. Yeah, so.
0: So I feel all right. I mean, they get the Bulls. Yeah. Friday, depending on when you're listening to this, it'll probably be today, tonight. Or maybe they already played.
1: Jabari Parker revenge tour.
0: Right. Right.
1: But yeah, they got the Bulls. Who do they got next, too? They got Denver coming up, I believe. But Denver on Monday uh, and then
0: the Blazers next Wednesday.
1: Five more home games. Yep. And then we go back on the road. So a couple growing pains, but uh,
2: still a good season so far.
0: So on to the NFL. Got some interesting news uh, mixed Reports out of Oakland about our our boy Jordy retiring from the NFL. So he's questionable
1: to retire. <laughs> yes. Ooh, good call, Pete. I like that. Yeah.
0: So we're gonna leave it at that. So if if he is gonna decide to put it up, I mean, he got he had a n- knee injury last Sunday. So if he is gonna hang it up, we're gonna miss him. Yeah. Um, he was always fun to watch. Class oh, act.
2: I think a lot of people would say he's one of their favorite players ever. Like. Yeah, you ever watched the modern Packers? Can't ne- disagree with that. Next stop, Packers Hall of Fame. Yep.
0: Definitely. On and off the field. Also, Le'Veon Bell decided not to show up, so he is not playing for the 2018 season. And I think what's kind of the, the funniest thing that I heard was the players of Pittsburgh raided his locker. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> so that was pretty funny to see. I think uh, their linebacker, Dupree, <laughs> yeah. stole his cleats and said thanks for the Jordans.
2: Yeah, it seemed to be all in good fun that they were kind of
0: having fun with it.
2: Like, look at all this free stuff I'm getting.
0: So that was kind of funny. But then moving on to the Packers. Oh, God. So Packers lose a tough one uh, today to the Seahawks in Seattle. 27-24. I don't know, guys. This one was a tough one to watch. It's just amazing to me week in, week out. How hard everything seems to be for this team. Special teams seems to be hard. The offense seems to be hard. So when you see other teams, it's it's an explosion of offensive prowess. I mean, people can score at will. Quarterback ratings are are higher now than they've ever been. We seem to be really struggling to just perform week in week out with consistency. Our defense, we, it seems, everything just seems hard yeah. uh, for this Packers team. Well, no I'm- different today.
2: So the big talking point seems to be coming out of this one is Aaron Rodgers, more than anything. Because it seemed like he either threw it to Devontae Adams or when he looked downfield, these other guys, I mean, in fairness, they weren't getting open. Like St. Brown and Velda Scantling, just weren't having a lot of success. We are we're missing Cobb. Allison's out for the year. But when that's the case... Why is it that Rodgers is still looking downfield on so many plays?
0: Yeah, it's like, how many times are we going to see the same show week in, week out, where you see him trying to make plays by his time just to get sacked or throws the ball away or forces something into Devante when you see a wide open Jones or you see the quick slant open on the quick read. Like take what the defense is giving you for the love of Pete. Also, for the love of Pete.
1: But also that's what that's what those are the kind of plays you do to bring up the safety and get open deep. Like he just wants to force it deep all the time and wait for a guy to be wide open. He doesn't want to make a mistake. Obviously he only has one interception. And a guy with one interception, this team—you think it would be undefeated? Well, they're not. Like it's right. so frustrating. Every single game, yeah, doing that. Like Jones was wide open. We we all saw it. Like we can't yeah, see the right. whole field, and we can we can see the guy wide open. I don't care if he's in your vision. Yeah, go through your reads and look at the guy. Like no, you kidding. know he's got a check down. Especially
0: coming off a week where he's like, we need to get this guy the ball. We need to get this guy yeah. the ball. And the first half, you're like, wow, this is like I I feel pretty good. He got some carries. He definitely. It was, looked like the, the passing were back.
1: Game. Like that that first yeah, the first couple drives, they looked they looked really good. And it yeah. just like fell flat again. Like the second half was pathetic. They gave they gave Jones the ball, what, six times? Four I think it was four rushes, maybe. Like that's kind of crazy. You were up three. Mm. I mean four, right? They a only four. scored three points in the second half. Up four and you're not and you're not even gonna run the ball. Right. Like what happens to what happened to taking out the clock and running the ball, running out of the clock? I I don't yeah. understand it.
0: Yeah, I don't understand this at all. So if I told you so I mean, Aaron Rodgers went twenty-one of thirty, three hundred thirty-two yards, two touchdowns. Aaron Jones eleven carries for forty, five catches for sixty-three, and two touchdowns. Devontae Adams ten catches for one hundred sixty-six. I promise you, you would say we we smoked them,
1: right? And yeah, Fackerel three sacks. This is F- Fackerel late
2: bloomer. He's the new Aaron Campman.
1: <laughs> He's got Good eight pull. sacks and eight in ga- seven games, I
2: believe. This is his second three sack game of the season, so at least there is one bright spot. But it does seem, yeah. It's weird how Aaron Rodgers is just ignoring those underneath routes, and he got sacked five times tonight. Two of the sacks were just pressure up the middle that nothing could do about it. Three of the sacks, though, were basically coverage sacks where he's holding the ball, he's looking downfield, looking downfield, he starts rolling out of the pocket, he doesn't get rid of it, and then he just gets
0: sacked from behind. But but those same three, like we were looking at at – was it the coach's view or whatever the even just normal like view and you see the wide open receivers the quick read oh yeah
1: right (laughs) off the break the guys are wide open just just throw the ball and who cares if it gets batted down i don't care if you throw an interception anymore i want to see you just make a tough throw
0: because i know saint brown he was mad because he didn't like say like stay in the soft coverage in the middle of the field and a ball sailed on Aaron. so he was supposed to stay in the coverage and it was going to protect him and he kept running the route off and so at that point he kinda like didn't look his way anymore. But then he goes and turns around in the second half and he makes a ridiculous catch. Like shows the hands that we drafted him for. Like these guys can catch balls. Like MVS has shown they can catch balls. St. Brown can catch balls. Like, don't be afraid to give them the ball out of that break. Like they don't have to be like we don't need MVS being the Deshaun Jackson where you have twenty-one yards per catch. Like, give them the quick slant. take what the defense is giving you, move the chains, and keep producing. Winning teams know how to do that. Well, especially
2: when you're coming into a game where you just put Allison on IR and you don't have right. Cobb, you're you're going to re- be relying on rookies. You can't expect them to run the same offense.
1: But that, that just comes down to why are you doing those wide receiver screens when it's second and four or something like that? Just run the ball. Right. Like, the guy gets five-plus yards a carry. I Granted, he was stuffed a couple times, but he still had 11 carries for 40, 46 yards, he said, or 40-something yards. Like, I don't understand it. He touched the ball four times rushing, I believe, in the second half. That makes zero sense. You have to take the pressure off Rodgers, and you have to take the pressure off that offensive line. They want to block, run block. Let them run block for a couple downs. Go three and out running. I don't care. Run the ball. you got to switch it up to make that defense question it. Well, how much of this do you put on McCarthy?
0: I mean, I, mean, I think I,
1: it's half and half to me right now because watching Rodgers not check down and miss Aaron Jones wide open m- for a touchdown and then you have to kick a field goal, it, I yeah. think it's half and half because this, the call, the play calls were pretty dumb at at, at, at times. You, you wasted all your timeouts. Like I oh, can't, I oh, can't I take knew, it. I knew you were losing it when they call in the second <laughs> he was, half. He was. I didn't. Why don't you? Why don't you just uh, throw the red flag out? Right. You have one timeout left. It's not going to matter. That one timeout's not going to make a difference in hell. <laughs> it's not. Co- like re- right. re- replay it. Replay that. You never know what's going to happen.
0: I mean, at that point, that's your staff. Not like having confidence in. The seeing what they could see and, and getting the the message to him quick enough, or they didn't believe, or they thought that the one timeout was more valuable, especially with the close game later on. I'm not sure. Well, I wonder. Just the
2: way Aaron's playing does seem weird. It does seem weird that he's just like he's been doing this all season now. Like this isn't the first time where he just it's, doesn't throw to certain guys. I wonder yeah. if things are just really ugly with him and McCarthy behind the scenes. Right where he's trying to just like run his own offense and maybe ignore some of the play calling or change the plays or I don't know
1: what's going on, but because, yeah, because I, I think we've heard stories of Favre doing that in the past, like, yeah, like, like the wide receivers would hear the call from his helmet and then he would start calling the calling the play. And then they would be like, well, that's not the play. And he said, right. no, we're not doing that. We're doing this.
0: And I don't know if, cause I mean, there's rumors even with the Greg Jennings interview um, talking about that where, they did not want to go through another situation like they did have with Brett. Like McCarthy spent all that effort trying to get Brett yeah. like reined in, and he wasn't going to let Aaron do that. So Aaron only gets the reins when under two minute warning, uh, the two minute drill, and things like that. So I'm not sure. I don't know what to make of it. Um, it seems quite dysfunctional. But I think I've, I've been a big critic of Mac, and I, I just don't think you yeah. can put this loss on him.
2: No, I don't <laughs> think you can put this loss on him either. Uh, it does seem like. It's just kind of inevitable, though, that he probably gets right. fired at the end of the year. Just ma-
1: fire him now. And,
2: and maybe why, why
1: deal with it? Just get rid of him now. I don't know. That just it seems like the Packers don't do that. You have ten. Know? You have a lot of days in between right. now and the next Sunday you play. I just don't think they do that. Just take him out. I'm done. I can't take it anymore. I need change. <laughs> I need something to change
0: so because what? I can't.
1: I can't watch these what? games. I'm going to stop watching the Packers Here's because the, I can't I, take I don't, it anymore.
0: I'll, I am telling you what I'm really am sick of. So we watched the press conference at the end. Oh my god, that was really <laughs> number one. <laughs> I posted this on a social media, so take a look at it if you haven't. But Mike what's, McCart- our, so- what's our social media? Q to return on Twitter and then Facebook.com slash questionable to return. There we go. Definitely go there. Like us. Shameless share book. it. Let's do it. Um McCarthy was definitely not wearing a shirt under his jacket. And oh, it yeah. was amazing he is <laughs> a sweaty beast
1: instantly i noticed that so like,
0: holy oh, <laughs> cow if that if that isn't a perfect representation of the seat that mccarthy is sitting on <laughs> that's I don't know what it is hotter it is than ever right hotter now. than ever hotter than ever you know i'm getting sick and tired of that same speech week in and week yeah. out <laughs> injuries guys played well well prepared you know this one was a short week and then the bull crab that i heard i think the my worst I did not like the quote of, this game, you know, went the way we thought it was going to. Do uh, you mean to tell me you thought you were going to go in Seattle and lose one? Yeah. Like, shut up that with they're that. They're going to run all over us, and we're going to lose. And then the then the football's football. You know, football's football, and and stuff like this happens. Uh, no shack. It's football. <laughs> you know, I got to defend McCarthy here, though.
2: Not his, what he said in his press conference, his... His outfit—that's a perfectly acceptable <laughs> Scani outfit. I see people at the local Piggly Wiggly dressed like that all the time. No beautiful. shirt and the jacket.
0: He so. probably had zubas well, underneath. So that—that that was fine. Well, he probably was dressed for like Green Bay, and then knowing it was like 19 degrees, and then he goes into Seattle, and what, what was it like 40? So he oh. probably was like roasting. I got five. I
2: got a hypothetical then for you. Okay. Shoot. Assuming McCarthy gets fired at the end of the year, and we don't know where he ends up, what's more likely to happen? McCarthy wins a playoff game with a new team, or a new coach takes us to the Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers.
1: Uh, I'm gonna say, I think McCarthy wins a playoff game. You think that would happen first? Yeah, I think I, he's I a think good so coach. Too. I really do. I think. I think if he gets a young quarterback, he can win games. Well, he like, just. I don't know. I. I I just question everything about this team. I feel like there's a lot of talent. There's a lot of talent on this team. This defense is actually playing decent. Like, Patton's doing the best he can. They lead the league in sacks. Like, I don't know. Fackerel's he's getting everything out of Fackrell. I just don't understand. Mike Daniels was hurt tonight. They have a ton of injuries tonight. Injuries are piling up. Injuries are piling up. I mean, the the days in between games are going to help, hopefully. But what they're getting out of these players on defense is good enough. Yeah. And what we've always wanted, I think, as a fan, is to see your defense just just, just do enough because we have Aaron Rodgers. Well, what's going on right. on offense? You're not giving the ball to, to Jones. You're not switching it up enough. Right. And it's just the play calling is questionable, and Rodgers' play is questionable because of that knee injury maybe, but who knows.
0: I don't know. Still, I mean, he's still a guy throwing – he's 21 to 30, so it's not like he's – like, missing a lot of throws, and he mm. threw for over 300 yards, two touchdowns.
2: <laughs> the great majority of those went to Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones. Oh, sure. Okay. That's fine.
1: That's fine, though,
0: but I just don't
1: understand why right. they lost that yeah. game. It just makes no sense. They shouldn't have lost that game.
0: Mason misses another field goal tonight.
1: Yeah, that did hurt,
0: but I
2: don't put it on Mason. I think there's a lot of other problems in this game where yeah,
1: I'm I'm not going to pile on the kicker. I mean, but they bring back Philbin, hoping they're gonna bring back the gang again, and and it's it's obviously not working. They did lose by three,
2: Mike. Yeah, they but Seattle Seattle had the ball late in the game, so uh-huh. what? It's tied then, and they they're driving for the that field goal instead of just milking the clock.
0: Yeah, we couldn't stop the run game, especially late. I mean, they they I think what they rushed for over it had been over 170 yards. Yeah, again. and they yeah. do
2: lead the NFL in rushing yards. They bring in that backup O lineman. Because you heard that 74 reporting eligible really? like yeah. a dozen times. And that's what they do. They power run. They use all three running backs.
0: And yeah, we just. Yeah, sounds like something we used to do when, with Amon Green and Dotson. Yeah.
2: We had trouble stopping it, especially with Mike Daniels hurt.
0: Bright spot. Robert Tanyan scored his first touchdown. On yeah. that 54-yard Forget
2: pass. Every year, you know, Jared Cook, Martellus Bennett, Jimmy Gr Tanyan. Yes. We don't need to keep signing these tight ends. Tanyan. There's the answer.
0: Yeah, especially with Jimmy Graham got a hand injury, so we'll see what happens with that too.
2: Also, Trevor Davis, I thought, showed something on special teams. With he, Unfortunately, that one was called back from a penalty, him. but you could tell he's head and shoulders above anyone else on the roster
1: for returning kicks. So uh, can we discuss one more thing here? Sure. Um, white's not a color. It's not color rush. The stupid uniforms that it's, they wear is white the absence <laughs> of color i don't know white's heights. not a color i also you call it color rush and then you don't even put color on the uniform i know and
2: if you're gonna do seahawks color rush it's got to be that hideous lime green that's right. my favorite yeah. thing they've ever done yeah
1: so my so i got a props to my wife again she had a facebook post she said it's public service announcement light colored leggings don't look good on anyone even football <laughs> players can't pull it off hashtag white is not a color that's loved awesome. it. I had to I had to pull that out because I I hate I hate the white people Well,
2: they they had to change things up because they were offending too many colorblind people oh, last time. Okay. So okay, so now they just couldn't so, see them. They just stop blended being into so the insensitive, field, Pete. If you were a little more woke, you would understand. <laughs> get woke. ADA is going to come Hash, after you. Hashtag get woke.
0: <laughs> right. Why can't we have like a nice yellow, all yellow?
2: Yeah. Did we have all yellow when it started um, the first year? Or was that only mocks that people made? That was I mocks. I because yeah, I I have
1: a yellow Spencer Havner. Oh, I mean Brett Favre jersey. Yeah, I switched that to Spencer <laughs> Havner. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. But of. yeah, I think they came up with that alternate that is, and they that, never used it in a game.
0: That's quite a difference, Spencer Havner and I always Brett Favre.
1: Yeah, you switch the you you put a one next to the four yeah. when Favre gets traded, and then you can take the letters and it actually you can spell Havner.
0: It's pretty amazing. Havner Havner. Your yellow Correct jersey that. confused.
2: I always get you and real Packers confused. It was yep. just you in a yellow jersey. Sometimes
1: people get me confused with Rodgers. I don't know why, but <laughs> I have no. Cl- I don't see it. People see it. People, your kids. <laughs> My son once time one time saw Rodgers on TV and said, "Daddy, you're on TV." <laughs> <I'm> right. <laughs> no lie, no
0: lie. <laughs> so to make things a little bit interesting, I think we're gonna try a new a new segment this. Now that we're going to do a, a multi-week or twice-a-week format for our podcast, we want to do a little fantasy football challenge amongst the three of us. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to use Draft. It's a fan draft app to draft um, on Wednesdays and then uh, see how we do amongst each other. So the format's going to be a wide re- We're going to do a quarterback first, two running backs, two wide receiver tight end combination.
1: No, you don't have to pick in that order. I mean, you can.
0: But I I, I encourage would. you to do that, Mike.
2: Yes, and the scoring is going to be half point per reception and four point passing touchdowns. Yep. So we'll each have five players. Mm-hmm. So, like,
1: so what's the what's the bet here? We're not betting waters, right? No, no. What's the bet? Ooh. What do we got here? So no
0: water bets, huh?
1: So just so everybody knows, first place. Did you did you discuss the scoring? First place, we'll we'll get five points. A week. I mean, we'll get we'll get get our points from our players. But first right. point, po- place, we'll get five points. Second, we'll get three points, and third, we'll get one point. And we'll right. play until the championship games, until the Super it's Bowl. So we're basically playing head to head to head every yeah. week. So winner at the end of the season wins dinner, right? Lobster mm-hmm. dinner. Do they get the pick? It's just I- lobster dinner, I think. What if I don't like we'll, lobster? We'll though? say the winner can oh, pick. Oh, then I'll just eat all your lobsters. So
2: we'll say winner can pick and yeah, I, lobster I'm anyway. not picking lobster So <laughs>
1: nice. Winner gets lobster dinner. Um, third place has to play has to pay two thirds of the bill, and second place has to pay a third of the bill. Sound good? Sounds Perfect. good. Perfect. All right.
2: And for this, since we're gonna be we wanna be able to talk about it on Sunday, we will not be picking Sunday night or Monday night players. Right. Or
1: Thursday, because well or Thursday will th- be over. But sometimes we'll do this podcast on Wednesday. So, Thursday night, any night game, just just day game, 1 o'clock and 3 o'clock on Sunday. Those are the only players you can pick.
0: So, the draft starts in 10 seconds. Um, randomized order. Looks like I have first pick. Yay, me. I I have,
1: I'm have second pick? I'm last, like always. And you get 30 seconds to pick, so you better pick fast. Just remember, no Monday, no Sunday. That's Ah, no Mahomes. No girly. Chiefs. This is hard. Rams. I'm not even ready Bears, for this.
2: Bears. Viking
0: I
1: came up with this, and I'm not even prepared. This is not this good. This is totally my segment. Nine seconds. Oh, no. Oh, this, this, oh, this is bad. Prepare. This, is, this is bad. This is good. Can we pause this? Nope. Nope. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> I'm,
2: yeah. fine. I'm fine with Barkley. It's okay. Andy Barkley. Congratulations. It's just who you wanted. I'm going to take Michael Thomas.
1: I'm gonna go, That's what I was looking for. <laughs> I'm going to easily go with my boy, Christian McCaffrey. Pete loves know. him. Got He's on my fantasy team, dominating the bottom. Oh, I pick again. Yep. You're on the turn. Oh, no. I think I'm going to have to go with maybe wide receiver. I don't know. Can I call Can I call a friend?
2: Tick-tock. Yeah, can you I can call, call a friend. friend. You okay. have 17 seconds to hey, call Mike. and explain all of this. Okay.
1: Hey, Mike. 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 Mike, I need your help. Mike. Oh, no. Mike's across I'm the I'm against room. you. All right, I'm going to go Melvin Gordon. <laughs> click, click. Oh, no. Okay. Ooh. I am pairing
2: up Michael Thomas with Drew Brees.
1: You guys going, are going fast. I'm
2: going for the Saints connection.
0: I'm going to go with Ezekiel Elliott.
2: Oh, that's a good one.
0: That's nice. a good pick, and you got nice. another pick now, Solid.
2: Andy.
1: Quarterback, two running backs, wide receiver, tight end, two of those.
0: Oh man, this is not good.
1: You aren't good, Andy. I think you're you're panicking. I am you panicking. Have, you gotta, the thirty seconds throws for a loop in this
0: app here.
2: You gotta, and then I'm going to go with DeAndre Hopkins. You gotta limit the amount of panicking. DeAndre Hopkins. This is. A I think we really need to
0: do a little bit of a studying. I need to do better studying going into the next time. So this is an awesome I, segment. I think.
2: I.
1: I think
0: everybody's going to love us right <laughs> this this
2: now. I'm taking a guy I also have my fantasy team David Johnson
1: (laughs) (laughs) I have no Terrible He plays
0: the Raiders He did have a really good game last game
2: Plays the Raiders They already quit on the season
1: It doesn't tell you the times
2: We'll just avoid Vikings, Bears Chiefs, Chiefs, Rams Rams.
1: Okay Thank you I'm gonna go Julio Jones Oh I pick again I need a quarterback
0: Yeah you better get that quarterback in Um Crap. What do you got left, Mike?
2: So I have Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, and David Johnson. So I need a running back and a wide receiver slash tight end. Don't forget tight end on the board. Although with the Chiefs off the board, no Kelsey. What you got? Zach Ertz? I believe Zach Ertz, the only tight end worth anything.
1: Oh, well, Zach Ertz. And he goes with Zach Ertz. That's my boy, he too. He's on the fantasy
2: team. Took him. So I'm going to take... Odell
1: Beckham. And I'm going to round Which? out with Antonio Brown. Oh, nice. Nice choice against Jacksonville. He's going down. Nah, he's going to be fine. Uh, he'll he'll suck. 18 seconds. I'm just going to milk this for a little bit. I need a, hmm. I need a quarterback.
0: Oh, I need a quarterback. I thought you had a quarterback. Back. No. Crap. But don't, you
1: know what I'm going to pick? Don't do it. Don't do it. can I don't know why I hate Cam Newton. The rushing though. I think it's I just the, I, I love don't. the rushing. Well, McCaffrey's going to get all the rushing, don't worry. He'll just and he just, does, does play De- touchdowns. And
2: he does play Detroit. I think I just that is have a good to go. Choice. Detroit's not great.
1: I'm all in on the Saints this week. Go for it. You're, Alvin Kamara. Nice, Kamara. That's a you're good all in the last. i on Saints pick. every week. I got uh, a quarterback, so I'm going Matt Ryan pairing him with Julio Jones. Matt Ryan for me. All right,
0: cool. All right, so so my team finished up with Cam Newton. Um, going against Detroit, Saquon Barkley, Tampa Bay, Ezekiel Elliott at Atlanta, DeAndre Hopkins at Washington, and Antonio Brown. I like my chances. What do you got, Mike? I'm a little bit upset that I had auto-picked Saquon Barkley, though. I got, so I'll have to do better next time. <laughs>
2: I got Breeze at quarterback. I got David Johnson and Elvin Kamara at running back, and then wide receiver Michael Thomas
1: and Odell Beckham.
0: Nice. That's a nice, that's a nice team there.
1: Me, I have Matty Ice, I have Christian McCaffrey, Melvin Gordon, Wisconsin's own, Julio Jones, and Zach Ertz. Um, so, just looking at this, it kind of projects Zach Ertz. <laughs> Zach Ertz. Hey man, that guy gets like 14 catches a game. Um, so, looking at it, they have projections here. Andy, you're projected to get 94 points. Mike, 90 points, and of course, me in last because I suck at fantasy.
0: Eighty nine points. Now if there's one thing I have learned in my many years of fantasy football is that projections are hundred percent accurate. That's true. So yeah, I'm projected congratulations. to
2: Congratulations. Five points for Andy, three points for me, one point one point for Pete. So. Ship it.
0: We're going to the sizzler. Yeah
1: we'll, ship it.
0: So yeah, we'll we'll definitely follow up on our on our Sunday night release, probably Monday morning uh podcast to let you know how we did. But with that we'll let you guys go. Hope you enjoyed the episode. But please, if you liked it, give us a review on iTunes or wherever you're listening to us right now. Uh, make sure to do a five-star full review. We appreciate it. If you don't like us, find another podcast to rate. Um, share it with a friend. Find one person you want to give it to. Five people. We don't care. We just like you sharing sharing the love. Um, if you want to reach out to us, we have a mailbag. Go to our website, questionabletoreturn.com slash mailbag. Or go to the website and click mailbag right at the top right corner. Keep the questions coming. We had a lot of good questions today, so we appreciate that. Reach out to us on social media, Facebook.com slash questionable to return, Twitter at q return I'm at Andy Nineman on Twitter. Mike. And that Mike R. Daly. At P Cozy Junior. So we appreciate the support. I think we're out. Goodbye, everyone.
1: Don't forget to spay and neuter your
0: pets. Wow.